Hey everybody, what's up? And welcome to the Commit First podcast, the show for father entrepreneurs to basically level up and learn from the best. So today we have Jay Chase. Now, Jay, while well, he's not a father, but he's definitely an entrepreneur. He's a speaker, he's a coach, and he's a podcaster. I'm the host of the podcast, Don't Touch My Mindset. Jay is a super inspiring person, and I'm so happy that I got to talk to him. And this talk went into spirituality and how it helps us basically step into our future selves. This is such an important conversation with so many insights. We were talking about how to basically step into your future self and how to pray and how to basically like morning routines and like and have the discipline to carry out anything you want in life. It was packed with value. So I really hope you enjoy it. I definitely did. And I also took away a few points here that I'm actually implementing into my life already. So enjoy this conversation with Jay Chase. Let's begin. everybody, what's up? And welcome to the Commit First podcast. Today we have Jay on the show. Jay, what's up? Hello, hello. Happy to be here. How are you? Doing all great. Um, I'm very happy that uh, we, we, we made it. Um, like, we kind of connected. Uh, we did connect mm. through Clubhouse, right? Mm. And Amazing app, yes. Yeah. <laughs> but by the way, um, just today I had someone send me... Um, he sent me like in I think it was in Kuwait that a huge fight began between two groups of people apparently uh over like some kind of clubhouse <laughs> debate <laughs> so there's like a video going around I'll send it to you later it's funny it's just like you see people like fighting on the street like crazy just like crazy like fighting and apparently it's because of someone muted someone else on clubhouse but <laughs> but yeah great app great <laughs> It is a great app. It's uh, funny. It depends on who you follow. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I guess it's always, you know, it's like social media. It's like depends on like what rooms you hang out in. Um, mm -hmm. But uh, but yeah, man, I mean, you you showed up um, on our weekly clubhouse, right, with Mr. J. Um, and do we, have we connected before on clubhouse? Because I saw you also had uh, Beiju on, on your podcast. So mm -hmm. Um, no, I'm a little bit of everywhere, man. I'm, I, I made some really strong connections in Clubhouse. That was the first time that you and I ran into each other. Uh, yeah. uh, Beiju, I, I know through another acquaintance, and uh, he reached out to be on the podcast. And that was just nice. an amazing conversation. Yeah, Beiju is awesome. Cool, cool. Yeah, I, I had him on the show. I don't remember the exact, the exact, the exact uh, episode, but yeah, he's, he's really, really cool. I also met him through Clubhouse, so um, I just love this app. Definitely, definitely works. Um, so, yeah, man. Uh, by the way, do you know that we're stopping the clubhouse uh, sessions? We're stopping really? the weekly clubhouse sessions. Yeah, we decided to go for a podcast. So basically, I'm opening another podcast with Mr. J and Ethan, the hosts, and uh, we're just making it into a podcast because uh, just to have more scale, I guess, um, because yeah. it's more kind of like where Mr. J is talking and everybody else doesn't have anything to say. So it's not like club OC, you know? <laughs> but, uh, but, uh, yeah. 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 Well, I wish you luck on that. That should be fun. That yeah. Yeah. Fun. Yeah. Definitely. Thank Absolutely. you. Thank you. It's going to be fun. So uh, yeah, and we're here to talk about you and, um, and I know that you're big on mindset and on stepping into the person that you were kind of like eventually um, called to be. And that's a topic that really, really interests me um, in general. I think it interests, but 
like most of the people on, on the planet. But, <laughs> but I think, you know, in terms of like entrepreneurs and also um, people that are, I guess, not have not maybe figured out what they want to be when they grow up. I think it's like, a, you know, um, ongoing complication that we all have. Uh, um, and it's something that I, you know, I, I'm finding out bit by bit, I'm getting more clarity on like, what is it that I really want to do? Um, and, and the thing that I wonder is like, what's your, I know you have a framework around that. And, and also that you're very passionate about kind of like uh, demystifying, you know, that process. So can you tell me a bit about like how you even came to, to doing that and then take, take us into like your framework? Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, the beautiful thing about it is it, it, it's an answer to probably the biggest problem in the world, right? Who, who am I supposed yeah. to be? What am I supposed to do? What am I going to grow up and do? Um, right. The, the most interesting thing is there's a case study that 80% of humans don't have a relationship with their future self. So if you take, if you take a human and you ask them to think about their past self, a certain part of the brain lights up and then you ask them to uh, think about a stranger, a different part of the brain lights up mm -hmm. and you ask to think of themselves in the future and the same part of the brain lights up. Got it. So when it's they, like you're, they, you're looking at yourself as a stranger, basically like in, if, in the future. Like, exactly. Yeah. And, and so I got to thinking about myself. I've never dreamed before. I, I, I come from a very, uh, uh, I like to say a middle-class broke family. From a middle-class broke family. Yeah. And I, I never got to dream. I never got to really stretch my mind because it was always reality. I can't afford this, can't afford this, can't do yeah. that, can't do this. And that was all I ever knew. Mm -hmm. So there was no relationship with my future self. And so when I met my mentor, we really started diving into who I wanted to be. And I started thinking about Michelangelo mm -hmm. and this, this statue of David that he chiseled out. And it started with a big rock that a bunch of people walked past that they didn't look twice at. Yeah. And Michelangelo started chiseling down on what he saw, the vision that he saw. And he started chiseling day by day day by day and chiseling down on that until it became david the statue mm -hmm. so i take that and put it into terms of habits thoughts actions uh goals everything that i want to and be in the future i start chiseling down on that right now i start putting those actions and habits into into practice to bring that person to to the forefront of my mind to get to know that person to get to know myself on a deeper level on what it is I want how would future Jay handle this you know if I come up against any situation I love that and by the way do you, you know that the word character comes out of the word chisel right I didn't know that. I didn't know that. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> well, here it is. Um, and there's like a whole book about that. Um, Jim Rohn has a book called How to Cultivate an Unshakable Character. Amazing book, audiobook. And um, and so uh, he, he the word uh, character comes out of the word chisel in Greek or something like that. And basically like he says like, 
everyone, in order to shape their character, they have to chisel away at themselves, which is a very careful process, like a sculpture. So what you're, what you're describing to me right now, like, it's funny that you didn't like know about this specific like term, but it's one, one to one. <laughs> so, that's absolutely amazing. Really that's, awesome. that's amazing. Yeah. You know, Whatever relation. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's really cool. Really cool. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, I also like, I connected that because I also like ever since reading this audiobook, well, I started like really chiseling on myself, like in recent years. And uh, specifically, I would say um, just a little bit before the pandemic hit is where I really started because I started 75 hard, um, which mm -hmm. is a challenge. Do you know that challenge? Mm -hmm. yeah. So it's like, I really like, I really wanted to do that for a long time. And, and I started noticing that when you work on yourself, you attract more from the outside, right? So basically like you work on yourself, you do the hard work on yourself, then the outside world kind of bends towards what you want to have created in a way. Um, so you kind of work less hard on other things um, in a way, right? Do you feel that? Right, absolutely. I know I, I definitely resonate with that. It's like, it, what is it like to be the actual boss of your life where the world is really coming to the things that you want and where you're speaking that into reality where you're creating the dream that you want you know when you're fully fully living in what i call your personal power which is the the first step into that framework that i created to keep chiseling so that's that's amazing it's standing in your personal power when you're really starting to work on yourself and you're really starting to understand who you are um I truly believe that we have to reclaim our personal power that was taken away from us as we grew up. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah uh, as we're domestic, as we're domesticated and we make agreements with the culture, with society, with the world of what's expected of us, we give away pieces of our personal power, our power to dream, our power to stand up for ourselves, our power to believe in ourselves, limiting beliefs come in. People tell us that we can't do things. And yeah. as we begin the process to reclaim that and stand in your personal power, that's the chiseling process, understanding yeah. where we're giving away power, understanding where we're coming from our past pain. Uh, and, and I do a lot of this with honoring the pause and that's just stopping and asking yourself is this coming from my personal power or is this coming from my past pain hmm. and when you ask yourself that question you get to really evaluate your actions your thoughts is this something that i would have done in the past or is this something that future jay is doing is this how hmm. future jay the man that i want to be would handle these situations and these problems does that make sense yeah so i just want to take you um back to that kind of like like how, describing like, or sorry, visualizing your future self. How do you do that? And how do you connect to that character? Uh, through my higher power and meditation and prayer. I literally, first and foremost, I ask my higher power to help me, give me the strength to step into the man that I'm called to be, step into the man that you have made me to be. You know, mm. whatever that may be, whatever soul assignment that I signed up for here on earth, let me, let me receive that now. I'm ready to receive that now. Mm. And, and, and once I have that alignment, that connection, I spend that time with my higher power meditation. I am, I literally think about myself, what I look like, 
what my facial hair looks like in five years, what mm. what I want, what I want my house to look like, what I want my family to look like and things like that, what I want my business to look like in five wow. years. I envision it. I envision it. I put colors to it. I put outfits yeah. to it. You know, you really, really put yourself there as they say in the future. Um, nice. But it's really just carving out where you're going. And, you know, um, so with my coaching clients, what I do usually at the first meeting, like one-on-one is I do a visual meditation and mm-hmm. I tell them to imagine themselves in 10 years. And there's, the group is usually split into two. Basically, like there are those who will find it very easily, uh, very easy to, to imagine themselves in 10 years. And there are those who just simply cannot no matter what and how they try they can't imagine themselves and i actually belong to that group for me it's very hard to visualize myself in 10 years um my camera heated it up so i just switched to the backup mm. camera um but it's very it, for me it's very hard i don't know how like um if there's something that can be done in order to to do it better but be, i'm a very creative person like i can imagine a lot of things but me in 10 years is something that i always find it hard although i do make constant effort to do that um do you have any tips on that and how to visualize yourself absolutely, absolutely. um i always start with my clients and I asked him, if you could make a 20 second phone call to your future self, what would you say? You right now, if you can make a 20 second phone call wow. to your future self. What would I ask? Mm-hmm. Or what would you say? Not, not even oh. ask, but what would you say? Um, I would say like, hey, what's up? I mean, um, <laughs> <laughs> dude. Of yeah, I mean, is it a Zoom call or is it just like, um, if I, get, <laughs> I can make 20, 20, I mean, I would just say like, I would ask them, I would ask them like, dude, like in this 20 seconds, we have 20 seconds. Can you please just let me know, like, what do I need to do right now? What's my next move or in order to become you? And I, I, I'd start with that meditation and then I, and then I tell them to do it again and I tell them to do it again and mm. I tell them to do it again. But then as we go deeper, I'm saying, look around the room, what's around the room. When you call your future self, um, I see this, I see pictures. I see, I, I, you know, it's, it's so it's, it's going deeper and deeper, but mm. continuing to have that conversation with, with your future self. I tell my clients to make that phone call every single morning and record it and record it and uh-huh. then watch it then then watch it the next day because you just made that phone call to your future self and able to do that so so every day they have to create like they have to call their future selves for 20 seconds is it mm-hmm. yeah because it's i think it i think it goes deeper than just imagining a, uh, what you're going to be doing in, fe- in 10 years it's cultivating a relationship with who you do what does that man do in the future what time does he wake up what time does he go to sleep? And, and okay, so I have, I have two parts to that, which I wanted to take the conversation later into that second part. But the first part, again, is like imagining your, your, yourself in, in the future. When I, so for instance, when I talk to my future self, right? Um, do I have to also simulate what he answers? Is that no? It's just like a one-sided conversation. I call him up and I'm like, blah, 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 bye. And hang up on him like this. <laughs> yeah. Okay. 
Okay. And I've been doing that practice uh, since November. Mm-hmm. I get up every morning. I spend time in prayer. And um, and then I make a phone call. It started as a journaling practice, just one page, writing one page of my future self. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I, I upgraded to a phone call. And anytime I'm, I start with my worries, what am I worried about? What am I grateful for? And what is it that I need to accomplish? And I ask myself, how would future Jay handle that? You know, when we think about it, even now I think about myself in the future. I'm like, I want to be a man of integrity, self-awareness. I want to be able to stand on what I say. I want to be dependable, reliable. And um, I want to know that when somebody calls me, they can fully trust me to handle or uphold anything that they put on me without a doubt. And so when I'm going through my worries, when I'm going through my struggles, when I'm going through anything that's going on in the business, I have to ask myself, am I reacting or am I responding? Am I coming out of my personal power? Am I coming out of my past pain? How would future Jay handle this? I have to say yes to the things that future Jay is saying yes to. If somebody asks me to come speak on their podcast and I'm a little nervous, you know, my past Jay would be like, no, I'm not going to do that. Future Jay is like, I'm there. So I have to step into those actions. So, and and again, I'm, just, I'm sorry I'm going down like on this specific thing because I think it's like, it's something new and refreshing I never heard before, like that 20 second phone call. So it's like, it's okay for me to just talk to that person and kind of just uh, either like complain or or say things that are not, like it's just, it doesn't matter what I say, you mean, right? Um, mm-hmm. And and if I ask something, I shouldn't try to simulate a response. I just ask it and let kind of like the universe bring me the answer, is, is that it? Yeah, but instead of the universe, think of it as yourself. Mm-hmm. It is you, it is you, you bring you. So it's like, it, mm-hmm. I do simulate what he answers. Well, your future self does because you're thinking about it later, you know? If you, if you're, I don't, I don't ever tell my client to have a conversation with themselves back and forth until they get to the answer, because mm-hmm. you're just asking your, 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 you're seeking guidance from yourself. Now you're asking the mm-hmm. same troubled mindset versus, yeah, if you want to look at it, like speaking it out into the universe and just leaving it there, that's the more common way to look at it. That's what people understand. But the way that I look at it is I speak it to myself and I seek guidance for myself. I seek answers for myself. Everything that I ever need is within inside me. It's not in the universe. It's not in somebody else. It's within me. Yeah. And so if I, if I speak that out into the universe or I, I call my future self and I say, Jay, I hope you're, I hope you're laughing with the amount of stress that is on my face. All right. I need to handle this. I need to handle this. I need to handle this. And I have no clue how I'm going to do it, Hmm. but I know that you're probably laughing and it worked out exactly how it was supposed to. So the part of this that I need to do, it's a problem, problem solving method. I don't know if that, if, if that, makes that click a little bit better <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. no definitely definitely uh yeah. it is yeah yeah no it, that was a good example thank you it's good um and so and then you mentioned that um you also spend time in prayer what kind of prayers or and how do you know what prayer is to you know to to pray for <laughs> um you, you you pray what's on your heart 
you know, as, as, as the creator, as your Lord, as your, as your, your higher power knows you better than anybody knows you better than you, you know, you pray what's on your heart. For me, like I said, I, I bring the things that I'm grateful for things that I'm sorry for the things that I am worried about and the, th- and the things that I want to accomplish. I bring that all to prayer and let that be guided by my higher power. Ultimately, it's not my will. It's my higher power's will over everything that I do. Got it. Okay. There's something that um, I am trying to demystify myself or, and try to kind of like get into, I'm always like taking things in the um, inspecting them. And I am, I am, I would say I am a spiritual person, but I think like in a way um, I do find it hard to connect to faith. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I know mm-hmm. something that I see repeating in all my guests is like faith. It's like they have faith. They pray. They spend time in prayer. And that's something I've never done. I've never spent time in prayer. I mean, I do meditate. Um, I do, you know, some mantras and stuff, affirmations. Um, but I wouldn't say it's prayer, you know, but prayer is very similar. You know, it's in a way it's like it's, it's a brother of affirmations or something. And it's like um, I do. I I think it's like in between affirmations and, and meditation, that's where prayer is kind of right on the faith side. And, and so I do always wonder like, what makes a good prayer and how do I pray? Like, what's the format? What is like, you know, how, how do I understand what to ask for, what to say? Um, just because I never had any guidance on that topic. Do you have any, like any tips or or guidelines. Absolutely. You talk, you talk to me about prayer all the time. I love okay. it. Okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> cool. um, you know, me, I'm Christian. I'm Christian. So I pray, I pray to Jesus Christ, my Lord and Savior. Mm-hmm. Um, and the simple framework for that is give thanks, okay. ask for forgiveness. It, 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 you, yeah, yeah, you can break it down into, uh, into steps. Give thanks, ask for forgiveness um give thanks and then wish success upon or blessings upon what you're about to embark on okay so wait give i do make the show notes after that as well but i'm actually writing this down on a note right now so give thanks is the first Mm -hmm. part right and then ask for for ask for forgiveness from from who so in the in the christian culture um god god is our judge in the afterlife, when 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 life is over, God is our judge, and He does not want us to sin. So, as I don't, every man has fallen short of God's glory. Everyone is sinners. You know, have you heard that term? Everyone yeah. is sinners. You know, so every day I ask for forgiveness for my sins, knowing that I'm going into that day going to sin again, knowing that I'm not perfect, knowing that whatever comes in front of me, that I am just a man and I am just human. And all I can do is try my best. So I ask for forgiveness in advance. Isn't that asking for forgiveness kind of like also, in a way I understand and coming from a personal uh, development standpoint or someone that really is, you know, working on themselves, I understand. But wouldn't you say most people like asking for forgiveness is like, I'm sorry, God, I'm going to make a lot of mistakes and then give you an excuse to make mistakes. <laughs> you know, what you know that that is what we call a lukewarm christian <laughs> okay <laughs> a All lukewarm right. christian um because it is uh, it, the the most beautiful way to look at it yeah. the uh, one 
God's going to forgive you. In my eyes, God is going to forgive you. He's faithful and he's ever, and he's everlasting. Mm-hmm. He will always forgive you and he wants to forgive you. The biggest thing about it is relationship with God. God wants us to choose him. When we take one step towards God, he takes 10 steps towards us because he wants that relationship with us. And so if we operate out of sin, if we operate out of lack, if we operate out of um, of destructiveness, if we use our word to d- destroy instead of uplift, those are all sins. Yeah. And, 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 even if I hurt someone's feelings and I didn't know about it, that's a sin, you know, because I was, I wasn't, I wasn't being impeccable with my word. And that's just the way that I see it. You know, I'm not saying this, there's no right or wrong. It's, it's whatever resonates with you and, and your belief system. Cause it's yeah. very different from many different, you know, uh, religions. I don't even operate on the religion no, I, side of it. I, yeah. I don't yeah. think it's like, I don't think it's a religion. I, I actually like, and I think there's like so many great things in Christianity that um, I'm discovering in recent years that I didn't know existed before. Um, although I come from a Jewish background and and my, my grandfather was, uh, was religious. So he was uh, going to the synagogue and everything and praying like every day. And um, it's just like, I didn't connect to that. I, I just didn't connect to the, to the, like to the prayers because I was never taught what they actually do to you on a personal level. And all I, all I was taught is like, we should pray for God um, and and read the Bible, like without questioning what's inside. And when I read the Bible and got to an age where I was in the military and like I saw evil, like really evil. And like, I, I, I went to the synagogue one day after I was released from the army and I was like reading and I'm like, grandpa, this doesn't make sense. Like they're saying like, kill all our haters, like whatever, like, you know, kill all the sinners. Like they're saying like really like um, stone age shit right there. It's like, it's not for me. I don't, I don't buy into it, you know? And then the kind of, I just, I just released it off my mind and I went searching for, uh, for Buddhism because I was also doing martial arts, like since I was like eight years old. So I really connected to martial arts and I flew to Southeast Asia and I was in China, like doing Shaolin with Kung Fu in in the month with monks in the mountains. Like I was doing like a lot of stuff, like looking for also like, and, and I was asking them about Buddhism and I was asking, and then I went to Burma and I asked like great teachers about that. And, um, and I got my answers. Finally, I finally found everything I wanted to find in spirituality in Buddhism, which I, I guess spirituality was in me from Jewish culture, but then, but then it was more the culture, more the relationships, more the togetherness, mm-hmm. more the like, and, and spirituality really for me was in martial arts. And I connected to Buddhism through that. Mm-hmm. And, and then, uh, really in recent years, I discovered like a lot of Christian, very successful Christian business people that are, you know, very spiritual um, in the sense, but, you know, and then I found out about, um, oh, I forgot, the, the ghetto preacher, what's his name? Uh, the, the guy who was like Oprah's coach. Uh, Oprah's coach. Ah, man, I can't believe it. It's just his name right now. I, he has a... Uh, okay. I, I, I must put it in the show notes. So, um, I, my editors really remind me and I'll have it in the show notes, but I'll send you also the link when I, when I, when I have it, like, so he's like, has, he has this podcast and anyways, it's like about like him preaching in a church. Um, mm-hmm. and, um, and, and he, and I, I'm again, I'm not Christian, but I listened to it and it was really good. And I said, wow, Christianity has a lot of like modern kind of secular, uh, way of looking at spirituality and and faith and I, I love how that connects right to entrepreneurship um, because 
I don't, I didn't find that in other religions. Buddhism says, uh, just in a way, one, one thing they say is like, try your best. Um, and, and, but, but don't, Buddhism says, don't, don't push it too hard. Like basically Buddhists, you know, that's why, that's why a lot of Buddhists are poor. I'm sorry, but that's like the, you know, it's the Buddhist uh, way of thinking is not make money. Definitely not. It's not even aspire for high achievement. Definitely not. It's like try your best and you're good. Like everyone with their own path. If you choose to not do a lot in life, your choice, just be happy. Um, And I don't, I don't buy that. Not where we live. Right. And I was, uh, and so um, and that's one thing. And but I take a lot of good things from Buddhism and the Jewish way is like, um, I'm just trying to also figure that out. And recently I came across like a couple of very good books around Jewish and, and business and uh, mm. Jewish stuff and business. There's like a very good book called Thou Shall Prosper by uh, mm-hmm. Rabbi Daniel Lapin. And he's, he's really demystifying like um, the Jewish uh, traditions and, and like how it connects to money making and business. And it's really good, really good. And yeah, and Christianity and on that end is like prayer and the connecting to, to, to God and, you know, and to kind of like stepping into the God that's in you and stuff like that. I really love what all that is about. And, um, and that's why, again, I really find it. I find myself connecting to all religions in a way. So You know, it, it, it's so it's so beautiful that you went on that journey, and um, and I'm happy that you got to experience that. Like that, that literally brings me joy because it's all about the relationship with God. It's all about the relationship with the God and you, with God, you know, from the yeah. higher power to to have you prosper. And yeah. the beautiful thing about that is, man, I was I was in prison from 2017 for like six months on. Um, wow alcohol, drug charges. I was a recovering substance abuse addict and alcoholic. And, um, and that's where I began to build my relationship with God was Mm. in prison on, 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 at my lowest. And, um, we didn't even get to your story. (laughs) We didn't didn't even touch on your story, man. God is good. (laughs) God is good. Um, yeah. But when I got out of prison, I, I went through this phase and I said, all I want to do is be a good person. That's all I want to do is be a good person. That's it. And mm-hmm. so I read book after book after book on good and evil, how to be a good, uh, how to be a good person, the spiritual practices of good actions. Like, mm-hmm. like I, re- I went down this rabbit hole of, of just trying to be a good person. Like, what does that even mean? And I got, I explored different religions because God revealed himself to me. And I'm like, okay, what's the best way to represent you to me now, God, now that I've been completely separated from society, now that I've had everything that I've ever known taken away from me and I have to restart from nothing, what is the best way to stay connected with and aligned with God? And when it came down to it, it was Buddhism and Buddhism and Christianity. And uh-huh. I was like, huh? And I was like, but uh-huh. Christianity push me for more and uh, but and they they're literally like this they're yeah. they stack right on top of each yeah. other you know yeah. yeah even even as 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 buddhism's like main rule is accept everything as is yeah. as it is right that's what it is yeah. you know and then christianity is treat everybody how you want to be treated and yeah. they kind of coexist that if Everything yeah. is what it is, and you have to treat people and be the change that you want to see. Yeah, yeah, I love that because yeah, exactly as you said, like like Buddhism and it's like it is 
just accept everything the way it is. And also, like they say, you don't control anything. Like, and I, again, I, I mean, I'm not a Buddhist expert, you know, in any way, but I did, I, I did go to a retreat and I was sitting down with a bunch of other people on the retreat, um, all of whom are very much more experienced practitioners than me. And I was the only entrepreneur and all of them kind of like were like in their lives, but not really like, you know, just, you know, did, I don't know. Anyways, I don't know where they're at financially or anything, but they were not entrepreneurs. And all they said to me was like, Sagi, you're just aspiring too high, man. Don't like, don't, don't have those aspiration. They even told me, Sagi, you shouldn't have had kids, stuff like that, because, because there's so much suffering in the world. So like, it's like, you're actually doing harm to the world by having children. And I'm like, okay, that's why I understood. Like, I'm not in the right company. You know, I'm not, I'm not, where I need to be. I did go to another retreat and talk to the same teacher about this specific thing later, like years later. Um, and he told me it's like complete, don't, don't listen to what they said and everything. Like everybody has their own path or, but still Buddhism is still like a kind of just accept things the way they are and you don't control anything and that's it. And, and try to and meditate, right? Just meditate, um, be in the now. And, and it's great. It's a great message being in the now, being present, you know, because that's the way to, and detachment, right? We don't control anything. So detachment, great. But then there's like, okay, so what do we do when we have to push back? Because life pushes back on us all the time. And um, and then I think that's where Christianity and and, and also the Jewish tradition, like, uh, religion come, come into and say, wait, there's like the 10 commandments, there's like stuff to do. There's like, you know, you have, you know, God and everything. Um, it's funny when I'm now talking to you about it, I understand that I re-met God because I, um, I, I tried to convince myself I don't believe in God or, and I don't like, I don't want any, any God in my life after the army and that experience. And then it took me years later where I was still back back and forth and kind of feeling guilty that I'm trying to push God away and um, and trying to just be secular with my Buddhist approach. And it's not really working. And then only in recent years that through Christianity and talking to people on the podcast and coaches and people I'm in conferences, I understood that kind of like I remet God and accepted him back into my life. And it doesn't matter Jewish or Christian, but I accepted him through the through Christians, through talking to Christians. So it's interesting um, finding that out. That. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Sorry, back back to prayer. All right. So, <laughs> so yeah, back to prayer. This is all prayer, yeah, man. Yeah. This yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> so, I mean, but, but you know what? You know what? It's, it's interesting because I think that we as entrepreneurs try to take them in, on a mission that's bigger than a man, like, mm -hmm. and regular men, like regular men. There, there are a lot of those as well, right? And they can live mediocre lives, but we don't want to be mediocre, right? Mm. We want to be everything. And um, I know, I know you don't have any kids yet, right? You don't, you don't have the family part yet. We're mm. hopefully you have an amazing family and everything. But you know, like when the kids come, it's like I feel it's like three times the struggle. Like I have three kids, mm. it's like even ten times the struggle. It's like so freaking hard. It's sleep deprivation. It's uh, plans that get a setback because you want to work on something, then your kid wakes up sick and you're, that's it. You're at the doctor's office or maybe at the ER spending all day. Like, um, there's a, like new stresses that come into life, tons of 
financial obligations that you don't even like, whoa, like just today I got news that I need to have another therapist, whatever, into my in, bring into my kid's life. And mm-hmm. it's like, there's like so many things that you have to go through in order to also succeed in business with kids. So now it's mm-hmm. like, you have to be an entrepreneur. That's already like a crazy mission because being an entrepreneur, meaning like you, you're, you're here against the world. And, and that's how you sure. get, right. You get your money by you understanding what the world needs and what you actually want to do. Because you know that if you don't find, you actually do what you don't want to do, then the world might treat you back with respect uh, of money, but then you're going to be burned out because you're not working on what you want to do. You'll be unhappy. So you want to be happy. So you want to find what you want to do, but you want to find something that is also valuable to the world. So the world will clap back with money, right? And now you actually be, you know, consuming riches while you're doing what you love to do. So we're always on that mission to become our, you know, future selves. On one hand, crazy mission. On the other hand, raising kids is like a huge uh, kind of another kind of crazy thing out there. So sometimes I feel like I'm, you know, it's me against the world kind of like, and I think a lot of fathers, entrepreneurs, like they really feel that way. Um, So I have to understand that there's like something bigger than me. Like I just have to, like, there's no other way, right. For, for me right now to be doing everything I'm doing, you know, without accepting that there's something bigger at at play. Um, And that's where, you know, that's what I, and I, well, I'm saying that because I think a lot of people on the podcast are kind of, I do have some Israelis on the podcast that are listening to this podcast, right? Because I'm from here and um, some, some people are Jewish or secular Jewish. I bet, I bet almost all of them and not really even like religious. Um, by the way, my previous guest um, was uh, Tevi Hirshorn and he was, he's a religious Jew. And he was also talking about like his connection to, to God and everything, you know, just successful people are connected to God. I think that's, it's something that we should all understand um, because there's something bigger in us. And the, the the more we find out how we tap into that bigger, higher thing than us, that's where we're going to succeed and find, you know, kind of like clarity around what we need to do and our the, the strength to do what we do. And that's where prayer comes in. And that's why I stopped you you know, around all these interesting topics to talk about prayer, because that's why I believe it's like, that's the connection. Um, and, and, and really ask yourself, uh, for any successful entrepreneur that, you know, would they be successful if they didn't have faith over fear? Right. Right. You know, that we have to have faith over fear. We have to be able to Mm. operate out of something that's bigger than us when hit with life's challenges, when hit with things like that. You know, one thing that I got from the Buddhist teaching, and I honestly just had a, an amazing conversation with a Buddhist, a 20 year plus Buddhist practitioner um, Mm. that's on my podcast. Um, But it's, it's the fact that everything dissolves. That's one thing that I really picked up from, from, from Buddhism is that everything dissolves. Life is suffering mm-hmm. is because everything comes to an end. And right. this, this is what drives me in Christianity. Scripture says everything that I do, that I put my hand on, I do with all my might through God who strengthens me. Mm-hmm. So if everything dissolves and I only have one chance, whatever I do, I'm going to do with all my might. Yeah. Entrepreneurs have to have that faith over fear. They have to have that connection. They got to have that higher power that's driving them. Because if it was just us, if it was just us, we we wouldn't have a reason to do it. Right. Your kids, you know what I mean? And 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 I truly believe a man with the per- 
purpose is much more dangerous than a man without one. You know, know, it is, it's the fact that we have a why and we have the source to do that. We have the source of power to co-create and create the life that we want, the reality that we want here on earth with our higher power, driving for pushing more. You know, it's really interesting. You said that about Buddhism, how it's kind of just acceptance and don't push yourself. And, you know, you're the only entrepreneur in the room. Well, the, the beautiful thing about it, I took principles and rules from Buddhism and applied them to my daily life to learn discipline. But I operate with my faith out of Christianity. So it's super, I explored both, but their rules, their practices are very, very good way to surpass roadblocks and minimize suffering. Because ultimately suffering is caused by grasping. Grasping is holding on, holding on to the fear of losing something or the hope of something lasting forever. Mm -hmm. But rather than just diving into the human experience the best that you can right here, right now. You know, um, Susan Piper, I had a conversation with her and she said this is the best way. The best way to sum up the spiritual practice is relax. Mm -hmm. Relax meaning be with not 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 go to sleep not rest not stop but be with the flow of life and how you want that flow to go because you are the master of your own life you are the captain of your own ship you know you you determine and call the shots i've even broke it down to the point where i control time yeah call me crazy i control time (laughs) (laughs) yeah Man, I that's really interesting. Um, like because it is a relationship between understanding that you don't control things versus what you do control, and that you do have a lot of control over things in your life, and you have a helping hand, right? <laughs> to do that. Yeah, right. I love and that. Yes. It's interesting. Um, very interesting. So so it's like Going back to, I'm trying to put it back into the frame that we kind of started taking this on, right? Because it's like, okay, connecting to your future self. And then like, how do you connect your future self? First of all, have conversation with yourself. Also, you know, spend time in prayer um, Mm -hmm. because you need that faith element. You need the the spiritual side of things. Um, Prayer is give thanks, ask for forgiveness. What's the next step in prayer? Give thanks, ask for forgiveness. Uh, give your praises and what you want to accomplish and the blessings for what you want to accomplish. Okay. So basically give thanks, forgiveness and ask. Ask, just like ask for what you'd like, you mean? Yes. Ask for yeah, continue to bless me, continue to flow throughout my life. Um, every single prayer I start off with, Heavenly Father, I come to you humbly and wholeheartedly. And I thank you for your love, your grace, and your mercy. I ask for your forgiveness for I have sinned. I ask you to help me forgive those who have sinned against me, Lord. And then I go into the prayer. 
of that's that that sets my mind right that sets my heart right that starts off the prayer with thanks and forgiveness every single time got it love that cool it's very very cool all right thank you i will try that absolutely Absolutely. (laughs) Uh, all right all right cool and when it comes down to it it's just a conversation it's just a conversation prayer don't got to be any type of way there's no right or wrong way or do it if you really want to feel it just open your mouth and start talking to talking to your higher power your higher self you know um i truly believe i don't know if you read the bible or not or anybody who does but i truly believe that is the one book that would read you as you read it and it just seems like the more that you read it openly you know, not saying that, how do I know that this is the truth, but just reading the stories behind it, reading the knowledge and it, just reading, you know, we are blessed with spiritual gifts. Some are, some, some spiritual gifts are teaching, some spiritual gifts are leading, shepherding, um, the gift of gab, you know, there's so many spiritual gifts that we are blessed with that we have to unlock and unfold, but we have to get to know ourselves and where the, and where we come from and that source and who we're connected to. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Sorry, I'm I, fired up. No, I'm I'm just like, I'm consuming. I'm really like, I'm consuming and I'm also kind of thinking already, like, you know, like my, my brain is kind of like processing, like, wow, like how does this connect to um, Christianity and what I know, how does this connect to the Jewish culture and what I know? And like, you know, one thing that comes up a lot is like gratitude. Um, in, in It came up for me in a secular format and then it came up for me as like, as a, as a um, again, religious thing. Like it is a very religious um, act to, you know, give thanks. And mm-hmm. um, up to the point, like in, in so religious Jews, before every bite or every sip of water, they have to say a prayer of thank you for, mm-hmm. you know, for that, to not take it for granted, you know, like, and mm-hmm. it's very interesting because once you, once you have gratitude in your life, it's another way of like overcoming obstacles and and looking at, you know, overcoming fear and, um, and other things that are going on, um, again, because of the stresses that we're in, in this, in these lives, you know, like in this life right now, it's like completely, we're talking at a time where everything's messed up. I don't know about you. Like, I feel like everything's like the stocks, Ukraine, uh, here in Israel, there's like massive terrorist acts right now. Like, I don't feel safe walking down the street right now. Like it's that like crazy right now here in Israel. Um, there's like just people shooting people like just like terrorists like coming out with guns in the middle of nowhere in main cities like tel aviv was just uh on thursday night it's like just a terrorist just came up he looks like every other person on the street he just pulled out a gun started shooting people at the pub like and and then ran away and it just it's saying so many crazy things are happening um world is crazy what's going on and and on right. top of that you have all the other stresses right like everything everyone is raising their prices um and 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 everything's like just a lot of stress so anyways to deal with gratitude saying okay first and foremost thank you like you know thank you for just waking up this morning right it's just it it grounds you and then you say like thank you for like everything that you have and you find out you have a lot to thank for to be thankful for um so gratitude definitely is a thing so it, it makes sense that it connects to prayer just saying like to whatever you're doing in prayer okay so after the prayer in your routine so you talk to yourself 20 seconds you pray i uh, say a prayer what's next what's next um journal 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 journal, journal. 
Mm. And then I journal my prayer. I spend I spend a good hour with God in the mornings. Wow. It's been a, a full yeah. hour. Wow. Yeah. Absolutely. That's and and by the way, when you say your morning, I just have a, a a bit of context that other people don't have yet on this call. You wake up at 4 a.m. Yes. <laughs> wow. So when do you go to sleep, by the way? You know, it, it's it's different every night, but I have a rule that I go to sleep at 11. I turn off all screens okay. at 11. Mm-hmm. I turn off 11. Um, I turn off all screens. I put down all devices. I put down all work mm-hmm. and we're done. We'll Got continue it. in the morning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. All right. Cool. Wow. And 4 a.m. And and was were you doing that for a long time or is this something new? You know, um, it, it, it's so funny. I was just talking about, I was talking to a good friend of mine about this because it, it, it didn't, I didn't just wake up one day and say, I'm going to get up at 4 a.m. You know? <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> you know, and that's something um, we, we people do unless we're old. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Uh, it was uh, last year I started, I started getting up at 5 30 and mm. then I started getting up at 5 15 and then I started getting up at five. And then I started getting up at 4.45 and just, it progressed. And then I realized where it stopped at like 4.45 for a while. But then my business started kicking up. And Mm. I said, I need more time. I need more time. (laughs) And so I started getting up earlier because I need more time. Got it. But but aren't you afraid of sleep though? Sleep deprivation? No. No, you're good? Yeah, I, you know, and 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 you can cancel me. You can turn off the podcast right now. <laughs> but I, be, I believe that um, the amount of sleep that we need is all based on the belief effect. You know, it can be scientifically proven. My power comes through God, and He's going to give me everything that I need anytime that I'm up against anything. And if if I need to sleep, I'm going to sleep. But most of the time, I wake up before my alarm, and that's God. Okay, got it. All right. No, I, I'm not. I'm not. Actually, it's an interesting uh, perspective on it. It's like everybody's talking about like the amount of sleep you really need, and scientists, you know, science proves this, science proves that. But um, one thing I find is like different people need different amount of sleep, um, and then it's because it's personal, right? And then the second thing is like you are such uh, your willpower is very. Um, is in affecting your biology of the body. Basically, the chemistry in your brain affect, affects the biology of your body. And therefore, exactly. yeah, and therefore yeah, it, it does make sense that, yeah, you can live off of less sleep. I just, again, I, you know, I'm, I, I don't know. I'm just trying to, um, I'm trying to do you, my morning routine later, but yeah, I understand. Yeah, what no, if, if you condition your body, you know, for yeah. X amount of years that you need eight to nine hours of sleep. Guess what? Your body's going to need eight to nine hours of sleep. Yeah. But God, you know, God wakes me up and I'm not going to, and I'm not going to say that I don't need it or that I'm, I don't get tired. I get tired. I take naps. I'm a firm believer in naps. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's some days, there's some days where I'm like, shit, it's 1130 and I've been up since 415 this morning. I've been up mm-hmm. since 4 a.m. this morning. I've been, you know what I mean? There's yeah. days where I've done a lot of things, but that's the willpower in me. Science can't determine my passion. Science can't determine my will to, to get up, my will to yeah. accomplish the things that I want in my life. You know, yeah. it's, it's just, it, it's super interesting. I have this conversation a lot because people are like, you don't get enough sleep. I'm like, whatever. On what day? 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I don't, I definitely don't rule that out. Um, I'm, I am trying to make sure I check that mark for myself because, um, and maybe, you know, again, it's just, I know that I need sleep. Otherwise I'm tired. So I need like this X amount of sleep. I know I need like six hours at least. And ever since I got the aura ring thing, it tells me that I'm getting way less than that. Obviously because of kids and everything, I have a baby and everything. So anyways, um, it's, uh, it's very interesting. So, so you wake up at four, um, and you spend an hour, like, you know, in, in prayer and, and meditation and, um, do you, in journaling, do you read also like in, at that time? Uh, sometimes I get it done in the morning. Most of the time that those are my nighttime, um, must do's uh, reading is my nighttime, uh, no, non-negotiable. Got it. Okay, cool. Cool. So, so you also have a more, a, a night routine. You have the morning routine and then a night routine. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. And as, um, I do, um, I do two things. I have two non-negotiables in the morning, two non-negotiables in the afternoon and two non-negotiables, uh, in the evening that I must mm. two I must do for the business Two I must do for the business. And then two, I must do for myself. Nice. What well, can I ask whether, what those are or, uh, yeah. So, um, business uh in the mornings non-negotiable is um podcast write something about the podcast and prayer i pray for the mm-hmm. business i connect with my higher power for the business and what and what i want the business to accomplish and what i need to do mm-hmm. um so that that prayer and that journaling go hand to hand those are the two non-negotiables um cool. in the afternoon i'm in i'm, I'm doing content continued education, continued learning. So I'm in courses and then I'm also committing to hours of the business uh, for the business. Like this time block is for the business. I actually track my, I track my time by 30 minutes, uh, by 30 minute blocks all throughout the day from when I wake up to when I go to sleep. And, um, and then in the evening, um, I have the two non-negotiables for myself. Right. And so that's, um, that's that's reading and working on the podcast (laughs) Uh, and and that's like and that's something that um when you say working on a podcast for how long and what do you do when you work on a podcast because the podcast is like you know it takes time so yeah um so my podcast is um i have a weekly monologue episode Mm -hmm. and um and and i do a lot of uh, a lot of content creation as well on the side of that but um what I mainly do is educate myself and I work on myself, um, chiseling down on the man. And I present that to the podcast, whether that's writing, whether that's recording, whether that's editing. And I'm, and I actually work in seasons. So I'm ahead of where I am releasing. So I'm working for future Jay right now. (laughs) Okay, cool. Very cool. All right. All right. And, um, so, so now, after we're done with like the kind of like chiseling away at yourself kind of um, part of the future self, right? Uh, let me take you to the other part of the future self, which is basically, I think we talked about like understanding how successful people m- make it. So basically like studying other people and how they become successful and applying it to yourself, right? There's that part as well. Well, see the thing, and 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 the, what really came up for me when you just said that is that information's free. Information is so free. 
mm-hmm. and you could watch somebody and how they move and what they do and, and, you know, see how successful they are. Why can't you do it? I have this, I have this, uh, this mindset called kill the bear and, um, what one man has done, another man can. We're human. We're all the same. Mm-hmm. So basically, if I want to Every- be successful, I want to, I just need to slap Chris Rock at the Grammys. Hey, you, that that gets you traction, doesn't it? It gets you traction, and, sure. and then you can make your offer. That's what it is. I, I, I look at it as in, um, and 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 any way to be successful, find a problem, agitate the problem, give a solution, and make the offer. Give a solution, make the offer. Okay. And in terms of, in terms of like, you know what, let's, let's take it and, and, and talk about your framework for a second, because I think we're going to touch mm-hmm. back up on, on that. Your framework is called pivot, right? Yes. Sir. Can you explain to us just a bit about the framework? Yeah. So pivot is an acronym. P stands for power. I stands for imagination. V stands for vision. O stands for over everything is God's will. Mm. And T stands for tenacity. Nice. So can you, can you break down each one of those just for a sec? So the P for power is what I explained a little bit earlier. P for power. And the full, the full, when we drop into the P, it's power over pain. We want to, and their operating levels. Each acronym is an operating level. We mm. always want to be operating in our power over our pain. Right. No matter what situation we're in, we want to be operating over our power. Right. Operating in our power over our pain. So we have to stop and ask ourselves whenever we're, we're reacting. We can't control what happens to us. We can't control what happens for us. We can't control that, but we can dictate and control how we respond. Mm-hmm. And that needs to be coming out of our personal power, standing in our personal power versus giving that away, yeah. holding a grudge on somebody, getting reactive, taking something personally, making assumptions, not being impeccable with our words, or even giving 75% effort when we should have gave 120. That is operating out of our power over our pain. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Definitely. And then we move. And then, um, and then we move to the I, which is imagination, imagination over ego. The ego has never created anything new. So when you think about a vision of yourself in the, in the future, you think about, you know, who you want to be, you think about your business in five years, you think about your kids in five years, that's not coming from the ego, that's coming from the imagination. And mm-hmm. so you have to tap into your imagination and understand that you can co-create exactly what it is that you want in this life. Mm-hmm. I invite the creator into this space to co-create with me, you know, and that is that's one of my affirmations. That's one of my prayers that I say is, is that let your will be done over everything. But um, anyway, uh, yeah. Yeah. the V stands for vision. And really what the vision is, is that you have to trust the process. Any vision that you have, anything that you're pushing towards, you have to trust the process. What makes a diamond a diamond is the process. That's what makes a diamond a diamond is the process that the stone undergoes as it becomes a diamond. It has to go under extreme heat, extreme pressure, and then it has to be cut. And what makes a diamond so unique or so different, no two diamonds are the same because of the way that the stone reacts during the cutting process. So I always I always put this with the V and pivot because 
that vision of what a diamond will be has to be there from when it's found in the coal. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. And then you have to go through that process in order to get to the diamond. Mm. So if it's for vision, you have to trust the vision. You have to trust the process and understand that over everything that we do, that you do, that I do is God's will. It's our higher power's will. Mm. Everything that we do, it's our higher power's will. And everything I do is in according and aligned with that will. Therefore, if I'm operating from love and forgiveness, I can do no wrong. And my business will prosper because it is God's will, not mine. I give up my desires. I give up my will. I give up. I have a I have a tolerance for suffering. If I have to, if I have to go through that, I will in order to succeed. Mm-hmm. You know, you, I'm pretty sure there's not one thing you tell me you wouldn't do to make sure your family is happy, safe and secure. You know, you go mm-hmm. through that amount of suffering because of your willpower. So it's God's will over everything that we do. And then that ties right into the T, which is tenacity, freedom over fear, where we're operating out of freedom, where we're operating out of that little bit of fear of being uncomfortable outside of our comfort zone, where we're actually growing, spreading our wings and flying. And so if we're able to stay in those operating levels, that pivot mindset where we can stop and ask ourselves, are we going to pivot? Where are we coming from? Is this our personal power? Is this our pain? Is this my imagination? Am I trusting the vision right now? Or am I being practical? You know, it's it's almost like a checklist that you can keep in your back pocket to understand that you're always pushing yourself towards that person that you want to be. Love it. Really, really cool. Yeah. it's And it holds a lot of the things that we covered in the conversation uh, in kind of like just one framework. So I love that it comes kind of as a summary to everything we talked about. Um, and so I think, you know, we can wrap it up around here because I think it was a beautiful summary. Um, and um, is there anything else, any other tips or any topics that we haven't discussed when it comes to becoming your future self that you would like to talk about? Your future starts today. A lot of people like to separate it. And, you know, it's like the past is the past and the future doesn't exist. No, you're either living in the past today or you're living in the future today. It's your actions that determine that. Love it. Love it. Definitely. It's like, um, what was it? James Clear? Or I don't remember who said it, it was like every um, every decision you make or every act that you take is a vote for who you're going to become. Right? So it's like... Definitely. I really believe that. And um, it, it, it's so tricky sometimes to find the places where we are actually voting wrong. Um, you know, it, 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 uh, the smallest things like ever, you know, we, we find it out. And um, I think it's, a whole, it's also a process. It's also work. It's work to find those things out. But it's also like being aware of it. Right. What are you saying? Like, and we get it. And we got to give ourselves grace, you know, you know, we're, we're going to, we're human. We're going to get things wrong. You know, I, I, I truly believe that it takes an enormous amount of self-defeat for any human to recognize, accept and change their flaws. It takes an enormous amount of self-defeat. And you know what, there's one topic I wanted to ask you about. It's self-love. That's something that, you know, I, um, I also found it hard really for me to, to do, right? Because, um, again, I come from a very, it's kind of like gratitude was very hard for me at the beginning as well. 
It's kind of like, um, and self-love is like something that, yeah, of course I got to have myself, but you know, fine. Like, but how do you, how do you cultivate self-love? Well, how do you, how do you not, you know, um, everything that I, <laughs> he's like, I could tell you. <laughs> I no, definitely uh, like, I, I, there's not one person I haven't talked to who doesn't beat themselves up. Right. Like that's right. what most people do. Um, it's, it's the flip side of that. It's the pivot. It's the pivot, you know, um, but really, um, I believe self-love starts with unconditional forgiveness, unconditional self-forgiveness. You have to be able to look at yourself and know that um, you can forgive yourself for the things that you've done, for the things that you've been through, for the things that weren't your fault, for the people that hurt you, for the people that you hurt. You know, you can when you can really forgive yourself and release that. That's when you can move into self-love. And I think that's a lot. I think that's a step that a lot of people miss. Um, because everybody wants to talk about self-love, self-compassion. Oh, just do this. Take some time for yourself. You know, take a bath, do mm. that. No, yeah. it, it, it starts with the nitty gritty. It starts with, yeah, it, it, it starts with looking at the, at the shit that you did that yeah. you didn't, that you're not proud of. It yeah. starts with forgiving yourself and releasing that shame and guilt. I walked through shame and guilt a lot when I got out of prison. And yeah. so I really had to understand this like self-love because as society labeled me as a felon, as somebody who doesn't deserve to be, you know, in, 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 in society, mm-hmm. somebody who broke the rules, somebody who doesn't listen, somebody who's not, not accepted here, you know, or can't yeah. go there because of this, or that person did this to me, you know, instead of yeah. being that victim. Um, I had to really look at myself and say, I forgive myself for the things that I did. How, how do you and do I, that? Um, I write, I write things out mm-hmm. with, I, I'm extremely hard on myself and that's how I do it. <laughs> uh, I, I literally start with a list of, um, I hate myself for blah, blah, blah. Mm. And I, and I, and I, I start a list of that. Or whatever it is that I'm feeling bad about or anything, I call it dark frequency journaling. So I hate my, uh-huh. I, I hate myself for being on social media so much. I hate myself for forgetting an anniversary. I hate myself for forgetting a birthday, you know, and then on the back side of that, I write, I forgive myself for being on social media so much. I forgive myself mm. for forgetting an anniversary. I forgive myself for forgetting a birthday. And that way I'm able to show myself and release, show myself grace and release um, mm. by actually seeing it. And um, and then I go down a list of people I need to forgive. And I always start with, I forgive myself. I forgive EJ. And then I start writing names of people that I'm holding grudges against, people that I'm mad at, mad at, or people who upset me. And I keep writing names until I can't think of it anymore. And then I repeat that process the next day. (laughs) That's really good. Um, Dark frequency journaling. That's a term right there. (laughs) No, it's really good. It's really good. It's kind of like there's a method to break limiting beliefs by writing your limiting beliefs. And then what's called putting them on trial um right and then you like you put them on trial like is it true no then i don't you know you are guilty as charged and then you put that belief on trial and you know you persecute it so um definitely a great great way of doing it like you know and uh, thank you so for for that tip so um thank you i appreciate that yeah no um and uh you you know i did that with all of my family members 
And I did that with myself. Um, I did that with that any person I ever had a grudge or, or you know, um, had ill emotions towards. Yeah. The biggest one was was my father. I, I literally mm. wrote down everything that I that I hated my father for, and then I forgave him for every single one of those things. And then I read it to him. Oh, and, really? Wow. And, yeah. And 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 I extended an invite for him to to go down this sober journey with me, and he mm. declined. But that was able for me to reclaim my power and move towards my future self. Wow. Crazy. That that takes an enormous um, will to, mm-hmm. or even like enormous initiative and emotional intelligence to want to read it to your father in the first place. Mm-hmm. Was anybody, anybody gave you that uh, advice to, to talk to your father, to read it to him or yeah, just you? It's me, man. I was... Uh, I was eight months sober, mm-hmm. eight months sober or so. And, um, and I felt like it was time for my father to do this with me. For some reason, yeah. I wanted to do it with him. And, um, and, now, and now I'm over five years sober. But um, it is, it was, I didn't have a mentor. I didn't have, I, I didn't have, guidance i didn't believe in in any aa programs or na programs because they didn't work for my dad mm-hmm. so i i had broken faith in that mm-hmm. um so yeah no that that was just my initiative of me wanting a relationship with my father that i didn't have wow man mm-hmm. i'm that's kudos for doing that that's really takes enormous strength so congrats on and doing that and also being able to you know keep sober for five years is amazing and um and that's it i mean you shouldn't track it anymore that's it man you're <laughs> you're not you're not sober and you're not not sober just you just you and so uh hey, hey, you know what they say uh what's not measured will not be successful <laughs> yeah yeah no, i just want to say like it comes to like it's like kind of forming a new habit and then you're like can i write it as a new habit anymore is it new It's not so it's me right that's it like that's that's the new me and um and I think like it's it's amazing that you've been able to you know stay sober and and also develop yourself and your business and podcast and everything like that it's amazing and uh this conversation was very interesting to me and thank you so much Jay um really appreciate you um where can we find you where can we find you first of all the podcast let's start with the podcast Yeah, um, I am the, uh, well, thank you. Thank you for having me on the show. This has been a blessing. This was a divine yeah, appointment. Man. I promise you that. I promise <laughs> you that. Um, my podcast is called Don't Touch My Mindset. And you can find me at don'ttouchmymindset.com. Um, you can connect with me on Instagram at thejchase, T-H-E-J-A-Y-C-H-A-S-E, or at don'ttouchmymindset. Um, yeah, that's that's awesome. that's everything and um on don't touch you have the um guide of the pivot basically right you have the pdf that they can download um I so, do. right I do. so if you guys want to go over to this website or to jay's website and download that pdf you can do that as well and um yeah bro i'm, I'm definitely going to to listen more to your podcast because i think like there is amazing things and by the way what's the name of that uh the buddhist person Susan Piver, yeah, that that okay. one, uh, awesome. that that's uh, that one is a really good conversation, man. Love that it. one's on there. It's Love out it. now. 
Dude, definitely. I'll check it out. And uh, and again, thank you so much, Jay. That was really, really cool. And uh, I'm, I'm very happy to have met you. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm thrilled. This has been, yeah, this has been an amazing, amazing conversation. Thank you so right. much. Yo. <laughs> that was awesome. Thank you. And everybody here, if you listen and enjoy this show, all you can do is, first of all, go up to Jay, uh, get in touch. Uh, and also, and you can just also take a snapshot wherever you're listening or watching to this right now. It's like, take a snapshot, share it on social media, tag Jay, uh, take Jay and, and I, the Jay, uh, Chase and Sagi Schreiber, just tag us or just tag at comment first as well, uh, if you can. And, uh, just so we know that you got value from this show, um, and uh, yeah, rate us everywhere, Apple, Spotify, whatever, whatnot. Thank you so much and see you in the next episode.